Hello and welcome to the Holistic Health Detective. I'm Rebecca Jones and today we're going to be covering a very interesting topic, uh, blood results, how to understand what you're looking at on blood results to interpret them from a nutritional viewpoint uh, with the aim of optimal health, you know, great energy, great sleep, wonderful immune function, balanced hormones, etc. So uh, when we talk about reference, I'm going to give a couple of examples actually of two different nutrients to kind of illustrate the point. So when we talk about reference ranges, that's an interesting place to start. So when you have a population and you measure a segment of the population for a nutrient, 90% of the people will fit on in a reference range, which is like an A, A to B. So from one to four, whatever it is, 90% of the people will be in that range. Outside of that, you're starting to head in towards significant deficiency symptoms or like toxicity where there's just too much of that in the body. But the majority, the 90% of the people that are um, not showing disease symptoms of any kind, uh, uh, that's where the reference range comes from. So when we're talking about uh, disease and well, let's say a deficiency, we're talking about scurvy, for example, with vitamin C. So significant, you know, um, health, detrimental health conditions that result from that nutrient. So here we go. We've got this reference range. Um, no one's really overtly ill, but they may not be very healthy. They may not have great sleep or immune function or whatever, but there's just, it's not like they're in the in the realm of ideal health, but they're not significantly ill so that's where you get this reference range it's 90 percent of those people in that at that time in that area so interestingly let's start with zinc because zinc's very interesting from a new zealand point of view zinc is not very rich in our soil but it's very very rich in our shellfish so 30 odd years ago for people who were around back then they would remember eating a lot of shellfish. We collected pippies and tuatoras and cockles and mussels and oysters. We, we ate a lot of shellfish, which is very rich in zinc, other minerals and vitamins as well, but particularly zinc. And so it's not really rich in our soil. We do get um, some zinc in meat. It's a very distant second and some in sunflower seeds, but it's not, a, it's not rich in those food sources. So over time, uh, of course, we eat these days a lot less shellfish. We don't get go to the beach and gather it like we did 30 years ago. And it's just not part of our regular diet to the extent that it was, say, 30 years ago. So for as long as I've been around in health, the reference range for zinc has been 12 to 20 micromoles. And that's based on quite old data because obviously our zinc status 30 years ago was very different because shellfish was a lot uh, more prevalent in our diet than it is now. So interestingly, not too long ago, a few years ago, the reference range shifted downwards, which is a reflection of that reduced uh, zinc status in the population and the average of the population. So it went from 12 to 20 micromoles down to 9 to 17. So uh, for those uh, integrative doctors, functional medicine type um practitioners that are doing a lot of zinc. Zinc's very, very, very important in the body. I mean, it's needed to make synthesized proteins. It's needed to make melatonin for good sleep. It's vital for the immune system to wide off, you know, ward off uh, viral illness and things like that. It balances the hormones, very interesting that way, uh, it, for both men and women. 
It reduces pain and inflammation in the body, brings inflammatory conditions under control um, by, by balancing that. So it has more things in the body that you could possibly count. It detoxifies as part of the detoxification through the liver and uh, removing heavy metals from the body and chemicals, etc. So it's a very important nutrient, as you can see. So what we did when, when there, with the measurement of zinc, we were getting lots of 8, 9s and 10s coming back, lots. So that was well below the 12 to 20 reference range uh, that was there at the time. So what we did is we, we started supplementing to bring them up and we were trying to aim just for 12. But what we found, actually, if we got someone into the middle of the reference range, like 14, things were humming, like, you know, great immune function, great sleep, great energy, um, hormonally, vast improvements in the hormonal balance, men and women. So uh, less pain, inflammation, uh, better, you know, resistance to viral illnesses, things like that. So that's what we found. We also found that um, by dosing, we had to learn a lot on, on how to dose to, to move the needle somewhat. Um, what we found of dosing, say, 25 to 30 milligrams twice daily, which is like 50 to 60 milligrams elemental zinc a day, for one month would move the needle one point. So if they were, if their level was 10, they would move up to 12 and then 13. It took, that's how long it took. So that was pretty standard. I mean, obviously people are different person to person, but bodies, you know, from a nutritional point of view, generally speaking, they respond the same way, you know. So that's uh, taking aside any really bad problems with absorption, which um, when it comes to zinc is not that common, does happen, but... Uh, you've got to take that into account if there is an inflammatory bowel disease or something like that. So in a person with, you know, the, the, your average digestion, one month to move one point. And so, yeah, so you're aiming for about 14. So moving that reference range down to nine means the majority of people um, are not coming back deficient and then nothing is done and and then missing out on so really optimal health, you know, really optimal physical functioning. So it's not a severe deficiency where you, because a severe zinc deficiency is quite, it's quite bad, but it's an insufficiency. So not enough for optimal health. So we're aiming for, you know, getting someone feeling great and having energy and sleeping, etc. So, uh, so that's what what it what happens with reference ranges, and that's how it can change. Uh, also. <clears throat> That might change country to country, right? So the, the zinc intake or the zinc availability in the soil can make it can make a difference there. Another very interesting one here is vitamin D. So vitamin D, you don't get it from the sun. Uh, so it's a bit of a myth that you get it from the sun. The sun activates a chemical in your skin, which then in the body converts to vitamin D through a series of processes, and then you get your active levels of vitamin D. So yes, having, not having enough sun will definitely impact your vitamin D and covering up and things like that. So that's, um, vitamin D is an interesting one because it the reference range is 50 to 150 nanomoles and that is based on avoiding osteoporosis. So it's basically you need vitamin D to absorb calcium from your diet and if you don't absorb calcium then your bones get fragile. So that's what that's that reference range comes about from. But vitamin D is very interesting. It improves the quality of the sleep. 
It reduces uh, pain in the body. It's extraordinary for the immune system and getting over illnesses faster. It's great for headaches. It's, there's a lot of things vitamin D actually helps. It can really lift um, mood. It has an effect on the body in terms of energy and mood. So, uh, yeah, so you want your vitamin D to be pretty good. But one of the very interesting things about it is it's exceptionally useful in preventing uh, type 2 diabetes. But also because it... What it does, it um, what it does is it makes the insulin that you have more sensitive. And type two diabetes is when your body is not sensitive to insulin; it's not responding, and the insulin's not working, and the blood sugar goes high. So with vitamin D, bam! I've seen some amazing results on lowering insulin levels just by optimizing vitamin D or correcting a deficiency. Uh, so, so interestingly, there was a lot of research done on vitamin D in New Zealand. And what they found that for blood sugar control, for, for prevention or for people who already have type 2 diabetes, to improve the situation, a minimum of 75 nanomoles is ideal to um, assist with blood sugar control. So that's 75 to 150, not 50 to 150. So 50 to 150 is a big reference range. And, and uh, what, what I've seen is that when you get uh, vitamin D up around 80 to 100 that's where the magic is. That's where people start to go, wow, I feel great. I've got you know, great energy. They start to be able to ward off you know, winter ills and things like that. So vitamin D is very, very important in the body. And interestingly, from that research, I can't remember what university it was. It'll come to me in a minute. But the reference range did for a few months actually change. So from 50 to 150, it changed to 75 to 150 and to reflect the positive outcomes of that of that research, which is awesome. It was a lovely uh, pivot to see that there is new information came on board and that was reflected in the reference range. Unfortunately, it flipped back again. Don't know why that was. I don't know if there was some disagreement or argument about about that. But uh, but it was at the time it was it was a lovely thing to see that there was this response to more data. So there you go. Within New Zealand, even, we have different reference ranges for different regions. So you can see that if um, a, re, uh, a population suddenly changed to being a more of an outdoors population or in the areas where the, their people are predominantly farming communities, their vitamin D levels are going to be higher because they're outdoors a lot more. So that's an interesting thing to keep in mind. Um, so when you're talking about vitamin D and vitamin and zinc, those two, middle of the reference range. Uh, when it with zinc, you don't want to go too high. If you keep going up and up and up, um, then you are going to deplete your copper. So zinc and copper are on a bit of a seesaw. And as I mentioned, just to recap, that the 30, 50 milligrams to 60 milligrams a day split dose, so morning and night, gives you a, a movement up of one point per month. So if you had, say, a zinc level of 10 you would you would dose uh for about five months and you could bring it up five six months you could bring it up but once it's optimized with zinc uh, you only need to really supplement once a year for three months i mean winter's great because then you have your you know helps with your immune system and and winter ills and things like that so um and that's going to keep you in a nice range of zinc but not too high and not too low so that's for your for your hormones and your detoxification systems and your sleep and your energy levels and everything so 
both with fight so about 100 nanomoles are in that zone for vitamin d and around uh 14 15 around that zone for zinc from those measurements that's the micromoles for zinc and the nanomoles for vitamin d all right i hope you found that interesting i find it fascinating and uh certainly it's very useful data if you are aiming for really optimizing your health and having the best quality physical well-being that you can get and uh, yeah please feel free to pass that on to anyone who might find it useful and thank you so much for listening have a very happy and healthy day